all football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. This is the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger at NFL, at Baldy NFL. Uh, I'm sitting here in my beautiful office at NFL Films on the third floor. Get done watching last night's Monday night football game, Buffalo and Denver. And it's really two teams going in, in opposite directions. And really, it's pretty it's pretty clear. I mean, the first play of the game, you throw a little flat route to, to James Cook, who's a good back and had a good game. But there's Jaquan McMillan, number 29 for the Denver Broncos, who took over the starting nickel position, I want to say, five or six weeks ago, about the same time that Denver has turned this thing around, starting on defense. And Jaquan McMillan goes up there and just rips the ball right out of James Cook's hands. And on the first play, Buffalo turns it over. And so, you know, you look at you know the stats today, and there's Buffalo right now at the very bottom, you know, in turnovers. They've got 15 – they've got uh, 18 turnovers, which leads the league, the most turnovers in the league. And it's sort of what has plagued this team. They, they are still a good football team. Make no mistake about it. They're still very, very good. But they're 5-5, five and five, and they keep beating themselves. I mean – Jaquan McMillan rips the ball out of James Cook's hands. Uh, Josh Allen throws a perfect throw to Gabriel Davis over the middle, goes right through his hands, and Justin Simmons intercepts it. Um, now, Josh Allen threw a terrible interception, um, you know, right into uh, the sweet hole over there on the left-hand side, and it gets picked by Fabian Moreau. And it's really not – it's a first and ten play, and you just don't need to make that throw. you got a flat route on the outside, check down – take the four yards, you know, and get to second down. But Josh is aggressive, and and so it works against him sometimes. But, you know, you look at the, the Bills, they ran the ball for 200 yards last night. Latavius Murray, James Cook, they ran the ball better than I've seen them run it all year. I don't have all 10 weeks of stats in front of me, but that's the best I've seen them run the football all year. And you go, okay, that's, that's one way that you can not turn it over so much, um, you know, limit the mistakes, but still – uh, you know, you got to complement that run game and you got to take your shots. And right now, um, it's Buffalo is struggling. You know, there's 18 turnovers now, you know, in 10 games is too many. And it's just, it, it, it and then it's just other mistakes. You know, there's a mistiming between Josh and Gabriel Davis early in the game. Josh is throwing a go route. Josh, uh, Gabriel Davis is running a stop route, big incompletion. Um, you know, the untimely holding calls that affected, you know, big plays of theirs. So there's that. And then there's Denver. And it's just amazing. If you look at the stats today, okay, league stats after 10 games, Denver is 32nd in defense, last. Yet in the last four weeks, three of them wins, you know, the one uh, that they lost to Kansas City, the first one they lost to Kansas City, uh, you know, they kept Mahomes to one touchdown. But in the last month right now, where they're three and one, they have not given up more than 22 points in a game. And last night was the most that they've given up. And so you go, well, what are they doing? I mean, it's they, they've they've got a defensive line rotation. Zach Allen inside. Uh, you know, you look outside and, you know, there's Jared Cooper. And, you know, like you just look at what they have right now. And they've got everything they need. You know, they've got uh, Zach Allen. They've got Baron Browning. He's coming off the edge, giving them good rushes. Bonito's giving them good rushes. Inside, Josie Jewell and Singleton are healthy, and they just on the field the whole game. And then, you know, they they picked up Fabian Moreau, 
to play the right corners position. The Giants did the same thing last year. Picked him up off the street. Anybody could have had him. He played great football for the Giants last year. He's playing great football for Denver right now. And, you know, you're not really hearing anything about Patrick Sertan because they don't even test Sertan. They don't even go – they don't even look at him. I mean, he had like, I don't know, a couple tackles last time. They don't even throw at him. So, you know, Justin Simmons is healthy. And so right now defense – and then they're doing some things. Some, you know, blitz zero looks and backing out and then coming. Um, from a pressure standpoint, they're getting some pressure. It, it's, it's really impressive defensively. But offensively, look, all you have to do is look at that touchdown throw last night from Russell Wilson to Cortland Sutton. I mean, it's classic Russell Wilson. Like it is, it's Russell Wilson circa pick a year, 2012, 2016, 2018 in Seattle. That might have been – the same throw to Tyler Lockett that we've seen in prime time under the bright lights. Like the throw, he comes out on just a, a rollout to his left, and, you know, he's got the defensive end right in his face, and he's got to twirl again and do another 360 and gets his feet set and lets it fly to Cortland Sutton, who has, you know, is it the, is it a great throw or is it a better catch? I mean, you it's up to you to debate. I mean, I don't know how Cortland Sutton got both toes in and just extended the field by four yards, reaching out for that touchdown throw. Neither official, both officials said it was incomplete. Of course, they they went to review, thankfully, and he got both toes in. I don't know how Russell Wilson threw it, threw it with the touch, but he threw two touchdown passes last night, no turnovers. Like, he played great. He played great, and he's been playing great. In fact, like, his quarterback rating is over 101. He's got, I think, I think he's got – 18 touchdowns or 16 touchdowns and four interceptions. Like he's playing great football. And they're honestly, they're not doing a lot. I mean, I think right now, Sean Payton saying, okay, you know, it's about winning games, stacking wins. So they've, they're up to four and five. They've won three in a row. You know, are they, they're on the outside looking in, you know, for a playoff spot, but that's to be determined. But you look at them offensively. Okay. Javante Williams. I mean, he ran all three backs, Javante Williams, Samaje P. Ryan. Um, Jaleel McLaughlin, they didn't run for a big yeah, average or anything like that. But last night, they ran the ball 20, uh, 38 times, 38 times, 3.2 average. But what they're doing is they're eliminating mistakes. They're making makeable third downs or fourth downs. Uh, it's it's check downs to the backs. I mean, you look at the game-winning drive. I mean, Samaje Piran is touching the ball on screens. You know, um, they're using all their personnel, Judy, Cortland Sutton, bits and pieces, but they're not taking big, um, low percentage, throw deep shots down the field. That's not what they're doing. They're keeping it like just nickel and diamond. But the game winner was very efficient. And, got the, you know, of course, they've got the pass interference call against Taron Johnson. You know, against Jerry Judy, Judy ran right by him. It was a blitz zero look, and he he kind of, you know, he was in good position. He just interfered with him. It was a good call and puts him in perfect position to go kick the game-winning field goal. So they were good in the red zone. They controlled the line of scrimmage. Russell Wilson isn't turning the ball over. It's really a remarkable formula because they're not a very – they're not nearly as talented as the Buffalo Bills from that standpoint, yet they're playing better football because they're not beating themselves. They're taking the ball away. You know, they've got 
18 takeaways on the season, which is at the very top of leader. You know, they had five against Kansas City at four last night. Like they're taught, taking the ball away and giving the offense extra at-bats, good field position. Uh, you think about the opening force fumble by Jaquan McMillan, um, you know, set up their opening field goal of the game. So Sean Payton's got a formula, and it's basically what coaching is all about. I'm going to take what we have, and I'm going to maximize what we have. And that's what coaching is all about. It's not about let's run Drew Brees' offense, let's let's find our next Alvin Kamara. No, there's, there's none of that. Let's Let's figure out what we have. And let's make the best of what we have right now. And we're, we're going to put a quarterback in a position where he has a chance to be successful. Now, he's got to point out the right guard last night, Quinn Miners. Like, he had a couple plays last night. He had a play where he took Terrell Bernard and literally threw him, like a shot put or a, a two-handed chest pass in basketball and just threw him. Now, you just don't see bodies flying in the NFL. And then on a third and one, they ran right behind him. And he took Phillips the nose tackle. And he got underneath him, and it's a perfect form drive block. Like, great power step, leverage. He could have taken him right off the curb and then snapped his hips and lifted him and drove him four yards off the ball. Of course, you know, Phillips ripped his helmet off him in frustration and didn't have a helmet at the end of the play. It's out there on, you know, I'm on my social media right now blowing up, but it is something to watch. And Quinn Miners. Like, he is a powerful dude. Like, they're not great on the offensive line, but I think they can get better. And what they're doing right now is, whether it's Bowles, Powers, Cushenberry, Miners, McGlinchey, they're lining up every week. So I think if you line up every week for a Sean Payton coach team, you're going to get better because he's just a great coach, and he's just going to demand better performances and execution and playing together. And that's kind of what I see right now from Denver. It's kind of the tale of what I saw last night. So as we put week 10 to bed, it's time to look ahead to week 11. And it starts in two days in Baltimore. And Baltimore is in the end of a three-game homestand where they played Seattle and they took them apart. And then they played Cleveland last week and they fell apart. And now they're trying to take control of the division and get to eight and three and basically separating themselves for maybe everybody in the division, if they can beat Cincinnati, who has slipped back now five and four. They don't want to be five and five. They know that they need their best performance possible to beat Baltimore. And if they do, they might they knock Baltimore down to seven and four. They climb to six and four. And Pittsburgh takes first place in the division with what they're doing. You know, and then Cleveland. Is sitting back there at six and three, and the whole thing just gets crunched. If Baltimore wins, they separate themselves. If they lose, everybody is just jumbled together a game away from one another. So, what do they need to do? Like Baltimore, they're up 24 9 at the end of the third quarter. They're up 31 14 or 31 17 in the fourth quarter. They couldn't put Cleveland away. So, they made mistakes. Pick six, you know, um, some uh, costly turnovers, uh, not converting on third downs, not running the ball when they have to run the ball. And then when Cleveland got the ball back last Sunday with four minutes and 55 seconds to go in the game, they couldn't take the ball away from Cleveland. 
Cleveland finished with kicking a game-winning field goal with no time on the clock. So there's a lot to learn, but it's a short week. There's injuries. There's injury reports. Is T. Higgins going to play? What's Jamar Chase's back like? Like, there's just a ton of stuff. But this is, you know, this is what you got to do. You got to suck it up. You got to play two games in four days. Cincinnati's coming off a terrible loss to Houston. Baltimore's coming off a terrible loss. Like, which team can turn it around on Thursday? I'm going to be breaking it down Friday morning. I can't wait. I might even start Friday, uh, like Thursday night at some point. I, I want to watch this game. But it really kind of kicks off uh, week 11, which then goes, you know, into Thanksgiving next Thursday. You know, and of course, you've got Philadelphia and Kansas City on Monday night. The schedule makers, I talked to Andy Reid yesterday. The schedule rate makers, they got this right. They just did. You know, you put, you put Kansas City, the best record in the AFC, Philadelphia, the best record in the NFC. You give them a bye in the middle of the season. And to kick off Thanksgiving week, we'll play the Super Bowl rematch with both teams fresh coming off a bye in Kansas City on a Monday night. We have that to look forward to, which kicks off Thanksgiving week. But it really officially starts, to me, this coming Thursday in that AFC North battle. I just got to say this because I said it, at the beginning of the game in Baltimore on Sunday, every one of these AFC North matchups, you have to watch. You, you have to watch them. There's just must-see TV. There's just everything from the quarterbacks to the playmakers to the defenses to the coaches to the fan bases. Like, you have to watch these games. You know, that, that game in Baltimore on Sunday against Cleveland was a thriller. And I promise on Thursday night it's going to be a thriller in Baltimore. And that's been the best football show. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger. Join me every day for 15 minutes of film study. I'm basically telling you just what I see uh, coming right off the film. You can watch a lot of these breakdowns at Baldinger NFL on Instagram, YouTube, and on Twitter. Thanks for joining me. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow.